0: The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.
1: Well, hello, everybody. This is Tim Miner, and I am welcoming you to the February 13th edition of the Biscuit Podcast, February thirteenth, Galentine's Day. I think it's extremely kind of silly, but also highly appropriate that today's podcast features a Creative Mornings rewind session with Stacy Cassio. Uh, Matt Olin and I interviewed Stacy minutes after she just crushed Creative Mornings in front of an audience of almost four hundred Charlotteans gathered at the Comedy Zone. And although we had a great time that morning, her talk was no laughing matter. Um, She had the global theme of invest to explore and just dropped incredible knowledge along the way in her 20 minute talk. Um, Among other things, I think one of my favorite things that she said is that you need to invest in creativity financially. Uh, And obviously, that's something that Matt and I believe in wholeheartedly. Again, it's wonderful to see all the buildings being added to the skyline and and the construction everywhere. But if those buildings aren't populated by incredibly talented, supported, confident, and enriched people, it's, it's really kind of all for nothing. And when Stacy moved here 13 years ago, she found a place that was very hard to get your career started especially if you're a woman in business, especially if you're a woman in male-dominated aspects of business. And over time, she found her calling to be investing her wisdom, her experience, her vulnerability, her passions, her love in other people, and being built and developed in return. She has, in a very short span of time, created an incredible network of women who are building each other, and by making each other more confident, by making each other more successful, that's making everyone more successful. So I think you know, as founder and CEO of Pink Mentor Network, Stacy is seen as, um, you know, something of a of a of a coach, of a consultant. But I see her as a developer, in the same way that Crescent Communities or their competitors or com, uh, you know, colleagues are developers. Except she doesn't have buildings coming out of the ground. She has people that she has invested in and developed that will populate those buildings. All right. So you've heard enough from me because really I could keep going. I love Stacey. She is a Hug Grant recipient. Matt and I are so proud to have had just some small part of her success but it's really down to her and the incredible network of women she's built up. So instead of continuing to listen to me, let's just move on into experiencing a 25 minute podcast where Stacy explains what she's about. It's an incredibly moving time. Uh, Before we do that, I need to thank the people who have invested in Charlotte is creative and that would be ortho Carolina and four eyes web design who are the sponsors of this podcast. They make it possible. They allow you and us to take regular journeys, audio journeys through the creative climate and ecosystem of Charlotte every week. Secondly, thanks to Balto and his entire team at Queen City Podcast Network, the first hyperlocal podcast network in the nation right here in Charlotte. We're proud to, to be members of that. And thanks to you. And here's the thing. We ask every week, but please, please take a moment and invest your knowledge in us if there are creatives that we need to know about events we need to attend movements we need to be moved by reach out to us at the biscuit at com. all right that's enough out of me andy let's get going
2: Welcome to the Biscuit CLT Podcast. This is the Creative Mornings Charlotte Rewind Edition, and we are basking in the glow of the February 7th Creative Mornings event featuring none other than Charlotte's own Stacey Cassio from Pink Mentor Network. Uh, and you were, well, first of all, hi. Hi! How are you doing? Guys, I'm so <laughs> happy to be here. All right. Well, we're psyched to have you. I'm Matt Olin, your co-host. I am Tim Miner,
1: your other co-host. Yes. Yeah, that's...
0: Question okay, mark. we are works. broadcasting
1: live to tape from the Comedy Zone podcasting studio with our intrepid producer Andy Go. Andy, give us a shout, baby.
3: It's always go time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're joking around and we're um you know, we're we're having some laughs uh at the Comedy Zone, but uh it was just an, a magical morning if you weren't in the room, we're sorry. Uh this but it was also you're in good company because this event was the officially the fastest sellout in Creative Morning Charlotte history. It, we went to a wait after 90 seconds. That was crazy. It was. It's crazy. Insane. It's crazy. Um, but I think that's a test. And one, one of the longest wait lists we've ever had Abs- Too Absolutely. Insane. So if you were on the wait list, we're sorry. Um, we did record Stacy's talk. Uh, our amazing sponsors, Charlotte Storm Room, were here. Uh, and it's the next best thing to having been here, but the more important thing is that you can go and see Stacy yourself Because she's not in and out of town. She is a charlatan and has her own live events through pink mentor network all the time. So, uh, this is not, you didn't miss out. This is just an opening salvo. Absolutely. So, um, Stacy Cassio is the founder and CEO of Pink Mentor Network, uh, and was the absolutely perfect choice for our theme today invest. Um, Charlotte is a town that's kind of obsessed with investment, right? We talk about banking, finance, hedge funds, new buildings, uh, buying property, all that is important. It's all part of the ecosystem. Stacy, from where I'm Standing is a leader in the human capital, the social capital. That's because I didn't have any financial <laughs> investments. I had to get good at the hey, people stuff. one thing and do it well. That's but, right. But unlike anybody I know, Stacy invests in people. Our, our, and we said it today. It's, it's our most important, most abundant, and most underutilized resource in Charlotte. She sees the best in people she gives them the resources they need to build up themselves so that they in turn can build up others. And um, that I think is the key to unlocking the future of our city. So well,
4: huge thanks to you guys. You guys were the first group that recognized what I was doing with the hug grant program. It's so important because when you have an idea and the first time somebody recognizes that it's worth pursuing is just huge for an entrepreneur. So thank you. Uh, I was looking back. I think that happened in December of 2018.
1: I actually so I look back too, and you applied in uh, in November and I don't think we funded you the first time. And then you applied again in December and, and few, unfortunately few people do that. You know, we can't, we can't always get to a hug or it's not the right time. You were tenacious and we saw that and, uh, went back and looked at it. And I mean, you're the words that you put down, um, you know, that, that every, that there's, you've never met a woman you couldn't learn from. And that every woman deserves a stage and an audience and has something to say that demanded investment.
4: You know, it's funny because that every woman, uh, or I've never met a woman I couldn't learn from actually started. I wish I could say it was some empowering, bold statement. It actually started because I needed to get over my own insecurities Mm -hmm. and I needed to realize that rejection just meant not from that person. There were more people who were willing to contribute and I just needed to find the people
1: who were willing. So that was really just my mantra in the early days. But it's a beautiful, it's simple. You can get it right. And I think you just said something really profound. Uh, in that, uh, we're I think one of the things about Charlotte is we're also a, a town that's obsessed with success and not admitting that there could be missteps along the way. Like Matt and I were a week ago today, we were on a panel of really incredible Charlotteans about innovation, and we were asked a question: "Tell us your biggest failure and your biggest success." And more than half the panel declined to share a failure. Mm-hmm. I think Matt and I there were three of us, Matt, me, and another person actually said, here's where we failed. And that led to the success. But I've been to, I've been to other nights that are supposed to be about saying here's somewhere I stumbled. Here's something that I was troubled by here. are My inner demons Mm -hmm. and people gloss over that and just go straight to chapter 12. I'm a success.
2: Oh yeah.
4: It's so true. I found that the most successful people are the people who go into something because they want to learn more. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they want the stage or that it's not an ego trip. They actually yeah. end up failing. It's very much about, I got to learn more and I've got to serve
1: yeah. more people. Yeah, well, That's right in line with, you know, Matt and I have learned doing that. You were the 52nd person to take the stage for creative morning Charlotte. Um, and over that time, we've learned that it's the people who re- push the microphone away or are a little hesitant you know, you said today, I'm an introvert. You don't seek the microphone. It's not like you, you know, you go, yeah, just give me something to say. It's the people that, that push back or that have a little reluctance. That's what we say (laughs) are the ones that have something to say. The folks that grab the microphone are like, yeah,
4: Mm, that's so true. You know,
1: hollow calories.
4: It's really funny. So I rehearsed a lot. You let me know in September that I would be doing this, which was great, but I lost a lot of sleep, guys. You owe me a lot of sleep. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) You owe me a lot of sleep. You probably owe my husband some sleep, too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But what I will say is... Nothing went according to plan up Mm -hmm. there. It was just absolutely being prepared and then speaking from the heart. And it was just a
1: different kind of
2: room, right?
4: Yeah. It's the best room. It's a great room.
2: It's a, it's a warm room. It's, it's full of creative citizens who are cheering you on. They want you to succeed and they are truly, truly interested in your story. They want to know. You know to, to peek behind the curtain and know where did this story, uh, journey of yours begin and that's what we, you did so great today is even though you kind of went up and said you know what i may have been planning on this uh, and rehearsing it since september and now i'm going to go up and just stand in my in my spot here and i'm going to just l- let it flow out in the way that it's going to and they were along the ride with you the whole way so you just you just killed it i mean a standing spunking. o Thank you. Yeah, that ain't bad. Yeah, it was really fun. Standing out of the absolutely. Zone. Yeah,
4: I know. That's like big yeah. comedians. And you share get a stage those. with John
2: Lovitz. That's right. He's on. He's he's in the middle of a weekend run. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, look at
0: that. By the yeah. way,
1: that that actually is a bucket list. We took the same stage at the same time as John Lovitz. <laughs> I
0: know. Uh, he he almost the same time. Just a few hours. But, <laughs> big but, deal
1: but us. we will. We will know. All right. We're going to jump into some questions about about mm-hmm. what Pink Mentor is and your thoughts on mentorship. But w- but let's get those sickles kind of. defrosted a little bit this is a quick pop culture quiz okay you're gonna kill it all right stacy here we go this is gonna be a speed round of questions good let's do it there is a theme we'll see if you can pick it up okay all right what's the name of the gang that rizzo is the leader of in greece pink ladies Mm, good job one on the board in what movie does john cryer star as ducky With molly ringwald
4: uh i'm I should know this because. So you don't know this about me, but I never watched any movies before I met my husband. Oh, okay, really? what is it? Give me a clue. It has to be pink.
2: Yes, come on, a movie with pink. Maybe go back uh twenty or thirty years. I wasn't born yet. Uh huh. Well, wait, wait. I hate when
1: people use that. I wasn't born when Duck Soup by the Marx Brothers came out. I've seen it ten times. You may have been reincarnated. Uh,
2: uh, knowing oh you. gosh,
3: what is it? It's it is pretty in pink. pink. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah, All right. okay. <laughs> All right. In what
1: series of movies mm, oh bad did Peter Sellers play Inspector Clouseau? And then I'll do the theme song. Didn't, I'm going to say Pink Panther. Yes. yes, Pink Panther is right. <laughs> Which band sings Another Brick in the Wall?
4: You guys, I'm really not good at pop culture stuff, but Pink. Oh, Pink
1: Floyd. Pink Floyd is the answer. I'm gonna the last one is really hard, so I'm not gonna do it. But but here's the like what's the name of the Fonz's girlfriend in Happy Days?
4: Isn't it like Pinky?
1: Keep going. It's a great character name. Pinky Bustro? or Pinky Tuscadero. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, come a- on! Since yes. my kids know, like, I rarely call them by their own by their names, but <laughs> I don't use like a consistent nickname. So I'm, I have like a list of things that I call them. And Pinky Tuscadero is one of them. I'm like, come on, Pinky, let's go. <laughs> Do they know? Do they know? Um, they just kind of roll with it. They've learned over time that I just have this weird brain and that that I just throw things things out. Because I was one of them. Is like you with the face is another one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So they dad, just, we'll just yeah, they go. just roll their eyes and move on. They're still hugging me. That's a good sign. That's a great that's sign. That's a good sign. All right. So you're warmed up back up again. Your yes. brain is firing on. We're back, Slur, baby. We're All back. right.
2: All
1: right. So let's let's
2: dive in a little deeper for the next few minutes here. Um, Stacey, how did you get to Charlotte? And how did you find the business climate for women when you arrived here?
4: Ah, oh, that's interesting. So my husband and I were living in Westchester, New York, and it was about <laughs> I didn't share the story on the stage, but. When I met my husband, I literally started moving everything into his bachelor pad the day after we met like hmm. I
1: seriously wait wait isn't that the plot of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days I don't know
4: I, I don't know exactly why you've not seen that movie I've seen that movie okay. I haven't <laughs> seen that movie and it probably it is very much I just started moving everything in slowly until my everything was there but I only came to New York with two suitcases so it was only just a couple
2: drawers for him it was so like Andy nothing Andy broke out of yeah. Shawshank by the way one pocket full of gravel
1: at a time it was yeah, no, that's the most American thing I've ever heard like <laughs> yeah. I just started moving my resources into this piece of land and I don't own as quickly as I can. It
4: was New York. Real estate was very expensive. <laughs> so I
1: just started moving my stuff in. Uh, I claim this apartment is the name of Stacy. <laughs> yes.
4: So we were living in his bachelor pad and uh, it was small and it was like, well, what are we going to do? We can't afford anything around here. We will move south. And it was just that he got a job in Charlotte first. And so we ended sure. up uh, here.
1: And it's just been an amazing city. (laughs) You were playing into the fact that I think every new resident should get a shirt that says, and it just says on it, so my spouse got a job, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) That's like how everybody gets here if they weren't born here.
4: (laughs) A hundred percent. But we've been here for 15 years. So I've seen a lot of changes in Charlotte. Uh, I found Charlotte very difficult to navigate in the early days here. Mm -hmm. It's um, very. There are a lot of rooms of people that look the same and I mm-hmm. didn't have any connections here to enter any of those rooms and so that was one of my challenges in the early days is how to penetrate the intra, you know world of Charlotte um and and I'm something I'm still
1: really working at sure well so you just mentioned that the climate has has changed um how like for the better for the worse? what what changes have you seen in the 15 years that you've been here in that regard Cause you're right. I mean, there are a lot of rooms that look very similar. It's hard to penetrate sometimes.
4: I think that there are the desire for more is getting larger. And the people that are moving into Charlotte are looking for places to plug in. And there are a lot of us now. And I think that it's kind of changing from the outside of the circles, which is really mm-hmm. cool to see.
1: Yeah. That's good that the pressure is coming in. We, yeah. we had a meeting this week where we said very much the same thing that, um, the will is there. Yeah. Right. So there's not gonna be convincing people necessarily, but it, well, convincing newer people, but it is going to be then changing structures that, um, you know, that, the that we're starting to see people moving to Charlotte, um, not being, they're not patient. You know they' they they are not going to just wait and play by the established rules that they're going to you know grab crowbars and dynamite and blow holes and make the spaces that they need to occupy that they want to occupy
4: yeah, so. I, I think that's so exciting though, because it's a fresh perspective, new ideas, it's really what our city needs. So absolutely it's exciting
2: well, speaking of that, what do you think is Charlotte's greatest untapped resource?
4: I definitely think it's the new people moving to the city. Mm. So it's such an the inf- humans yeah yeah the humans. it's such an influx of new ideas and different experiences and we need to tap into that to make Charlotte such a diverse uh, and inclusive community all at once.
1: Well thinking about mentors, you know n- uh, it's very clear that you've had some exceptional mentors in your life um, who who's the first? mentor that's not your mom and dad and please do feel free to talk about your mom and dad too but outside of your immediate family who's the first person that you really felt invested in you in a way that that changed you changed your trajectory
4: that's such an easy answer so when I after I finished uh, how I got to New York was I was a nanny um and uh, so I left Kansas to be a nanny in New York and that lasted about three years and the first job I had outside of the nanny role I worked for A surveillance company. They did workers' comp investigation on fraud, and it was just fascinating. Wow. And it was owned by two brothers, and one was just a rock star in business development, and the other one was just a guru in operations. Mm. And I would sit between them and they started to play a game with me. They they quickly promoted me. They recognized I had some talent and I was a sponge. And then they put me between them and would call from the offices my name just to see me run back and forth. <laughs> but I learned so much from those guys. Um, and I think it was the early days I had such strong mentors in my managers and the leaders of the companies that I was working for that I really... Uh, when I didn't have that any longer it was the void who's that sparked something in me that it needed to be easier because I didn't realize how how I, I had had so many great mentors in my early days
1: I'm, I'm going off book for a second but um has it so you said very directly that that was earlier in your career moving on i assume you had some some managers or some people that you work with that did, weren't as giving forthcoming, they didn't recognize your talent. Was it that much harder having known how much, how good it could be when you have people that see potential in you and invest in that versus being a place where you're just a cog in a machine or a tool to be used?
4: Yeah, it's fascinating. I think that So I had great mentors, but it's also the experiences that are challenging that really teach us to grow. So I think we can learn from experience as well. And had I not had those experiences where mentorship wasn't available or I wasn't a cultural fit or it just didn't work, I wouldn't be here today because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known um, the opposite. You know, I would probably would be working for the same people that I worked with back right. then. Yeah. Like, I guess that it helps you me recognize. hundred percent.
1: Probably that now you know what good mentorship looks like. Good leadership looks like yeah. having seen the alternative. A hundred percent. Well, speaking Absolutely. of that, so who who are your mentors today?
4: Ah, so I have a network of 18 people and it ranges from everything from people who don't even know I exist. Um, And so those are just some informal mentors that are just inspiration for me. For instance, when I started entrepreneurship, I started listening to Guy Raz's How I Built This because I would listen to those interviews and realize, Oh, no, it's supposed to be this hard. Like, Mm -hmm. this is normal. It's supposed to be like this. And then the next layer above that are folks who know what I'm doing and they want to contribute, but they don't know my work experience. Mm -hmm. So those folks can answer questions. So, you know, they're the people that help you with um, where do I find a good accountant? What did you do when you needed to create your sales pipeline? Things like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the next level are your sponsors. And those are life changing. Mm -hmm. So those Mm -hmm. are folks who give you opportunities. They open the door, they bring you to the table, much like you guys did for me today. They're just giving the opportunity to be heard. uh, And they're huge. They can accelerate your career and business. Like, wildfire. Like it's Mm -hmm. really crazy when you know the right person. But one of the challenges with mentorship is that we show up with our baggage in front of somebody who is more experienced. And when we do that, that person's terrified because they don't, they're not a coach. They don't want to help you sort out the hard stuff. They want to help you get to the next level. Mm. So one of the things I always encourage members of Pink Mentor Network is don't seek mentors till you know where you're going. Mm. And then you find people who have already been there and let them know what you want to do. And Mm -hmm. that's like super, super important. And the folks that are that for me, it actually started uh, and he just he just popped in. Uh, Chris Elmore was huge Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Um, in September of 2018, I was just starting entrepreneurship. My, the first place I ever came to was creative mornings. Oh, that's awesome. The, the topic was chaos. And I came here because I was an entrepreneur and life was chaotic. Like it was crazy. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I want to be in this room. Mm -hmm. And that, um, moved into a conversation with Chris and Chris really helped me. He, He gave me a piece of mentorship advice that helped, which was, um, you need to recognize the weaknesses in your own behaviors and then build something so that you can combat them. And he was talking all about me as an entrepreneur, but I started thinking about how do I do that bigger and how do I scale that for a community where I'm seeing a lot of challenges? How do Mm -hmm. I help them overcome um, their challenges with mentorship? So yeah, it's, I feel like mentorship, it very much takes um, the, for, it's like a liquid. It takes the form of whatever it's poured into.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's I also want to see a change in mindset where it shouldn't be an awkward ask of somebody to, you know, have be your mentor. Instead, ask them a question and bring them along on your journey. Mm-hmm. Like their legacy will continue on through you.
2: I want to just backtrack briefly to something you said earlier uh, a few minutes ago, which was, you know, this idea of coming to the mentor experience once you have some clarity around where you want to go. I imagine you're also approached by folks who are still trying to figure that out. What do you normally say to those folks? They're they're not quite ready for the mentor experience, uh, but maybe you have some advice for folks who are still trying to figure out what is their path?
4: Yeah. So that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, And my biggest piece of advice to those folks is give yourself grace and permission mission to explore. Mm. So I always say, take the next six months. Let's explore, try new places, try new people, figure out, collect more information because you you just don't have all the data you need to process what's next. Mm-hmm. So start to think about uh, where are some environments that you've never been before. There might be something you might unlock or unta-
1: explore. Yeah. yeah love explore. It. I love that. I, so I, is it possible? I think I have two, I have two questions. Is it possible to be a mentor without knowing it? A hundred percent. So one
4: of the challenges I saw for women was we just make it too complicated. Mm -hmm. It's really all is the most simple form. What mentorship is, is learning from someone else's experience. That's all it is they don't have to know you're their mentor. You, they don't, it have you can just totally be an informal conversation, but pieces of advice and just that willingness to share your own experiences and not the pretty stuff that we see on social media, mm-hmm. right? the real stuff, the real the stuff. dirt, the challenges, all of that. Um, one of the mentors, Matt, when you were asking about the mentors I've had, I always put, uh, in my trailblazer category, I put Howard Stern mm-hmm. and the people are like, what the? Why mm-hmm. did you put Howard Stern? <laughs> and he's an awesome interviewer. He, he
2: is amazing. Gets yeah.
4: people to spill their guts. So one of the things I did was study his book because uh, I was trying to figure out what the formula was to get people to spill their guts in order right. to get good dirt on all the mentors. So I probably just scared every mentor that we've ever yeah. had in the program.
1: <laughs> I, for one, am really thankful that you said that because it's weird. I I like Howard Stern. I don't like the Howard Stern show. So I'm not a listener, but I am a fan of his because he's mad intelligent. Yeah. And I can never, my wife and I get in these arguments. He's always nasty. I'm like, he's brilliant. Like he's playing a carry. He knows there's a difference between the guy on the microphone and the guy behind the microphone. Right. And he is incredibly intelligent in how he gets people to, Be at ease, get to the core of things, get under people's skin, elicit reactions. So, well, I I think the fuel in his tank is, is uh, a form of pure
2: curiosity that drives his interview (sighs) process. And I don't know if you've, you heard on Fresh Air, Terry Gross, one of the other epic interviewers of, of, in the world, uh, interviewing. Yes, I did. Right. How amazing. What a masterclass in that, like Terry Gross and Howard Stern interviewing each other
1: and having that conversation was just incredible. I was, I I was hooked. Yeah, me too. I, I love I love what you're saying, because it reminds me when I first started my career. um I, you know, I thought I had a path um and it's a longer story, but Matt and I, one of our roommates had a um, an accident right before I was supposed to start my uh, professional career. And I was like, hey, I don't want to do this thing. You know, I was taking a job that it was like, oh, give us three years and then you can go do whatever you want. And I was like, what if three years is all I have? You know, like, thankfully, our, our roommate. Is alive and well, but it Mm -hmm. it was a scary time, and so I abandoned my plan and moved back to Charlotte. And I was like, "What am I going to do?" And my dad said something very similar to what you said. He was like, "Look, don't call up people and say I need a job. Call people up and say I I would love to hear your story." He Mm -hmm. was like, "People will give freely. They love talking about themselves. They love sharing their journey. They're scared if you." present them with baggage or a question that they can't easily answer. Yes. But if you can tap into be a sponge, I just want to sit here for five minutes, 10 minutes, which always becomes 25 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. And say, tell me about how you got right there. Yes. You learned so much. And then those people, because you let them tell their story, they get invested in you.
4: I always say that humility opens the door, but boldness has to walk through. Mm-hmm. And it's very much uh, I think that's why in the early days so many people wanted to help me is it was just a genuine curiosity. I was a little bit lost, but I wanted to give them the spotlight and the stage. And they were interested in helping me by sharing what they knew. So making it easy for people to contribute was huge, really huge.
2: So the way we like to wrap up these conversations is to ask sort of the same question to, to each of our guests. And so we'll end with that question as well, which is what advice do you have for Queen City creatives? Creatives of all kinds. And you know us at this point, you know that we, when we say creativity, we're talking not just about artists, and there are so many of those in Charlotte as well, from all different uh, disciplines, but also entrepreneurs and folks running nonprofits. I mean, these are all folks wielding creativity to grow some something and to move toward a vision. What sort of advice do you have for your fellow creatives here at Charlotte?
4: I mean, it's a no brainer for me. Find strong mentorship. Yeah. There are folks who have already done it and they have spent a lot of pain, tears, a lot of frustration trying to do things similar. Find folks who are willing to share with you. Um, Set yourself up with people who already have the connections, set yourself up with people who already have the answers, and set yourself up with people who are going to continue to inspire you. Mm. There's so many great people in the Queen City. I love this place. (sighs) I think that what I'm doing probably could not have been done anywhere else. It's mm. just perfect size. Perfect.
2: Right.
4: As everybody wants to help you. Um, and so it's just a great place to be an entrepreneur. So you have to ask for help.
2: Well, and now you and you, what you've built here, it can now grow with the city. You I know, know This is a growing city. So how magical is that? And there's something truly magical about what you've, Done in what you're doing. I I personally feel like, from what I see on the outside looking in, is that what you've built is a community that is rooted in truly authenticity. I mean, to use an overused word, but there's something about your pink mentor network and you as the leader of that, that is just like it's devoid of agenda, it's devoid of transactions, it's devoid of ego. It's just rooted in authentic connection. And that is singing out of our hymn book. We love, love, love that. And I think that's why you're um you're becoming an acclaimed leader
1: in in this region. <laughs> that's why Stacey broke the internet Yeah. The when yeah. tickets went on sale. Yeah.
4: You know, I think it was That place of authenticity comes from genuine need. So this truly started out of my own need for mentorship. It's real. And that drove innovation. Yeah. And that forced me to be creative and think about what to do and how to build it for someone else. I love that.
2: It's not like you said, oh, I have this idea and I see a, a lot of needs out there and I'm going to leverage that to my benefit. No, it it was born out of a real need that you had. And that happens to resonate with so many women in this
1: community. So that's incredible. Thanks for the work you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank, you and, thank you. And in the world. Thank you. Just thank you. I mean, this was. Uh, the most pregnant pause ever. Cause as you said, like we asked you and, or we asked you in September and I've just been chomping at the back, just counting off the months. I just couldn't wait to get you up there today. And you, you crushed it lady. Thank I you. mean, you were amazing. Thank you. So let's end by saying, how do people find out more, and how do they get involved, either as a participant or, well, I guess mentors are participants too. How do they join yeah. Pink Mentor Network? Because uh, what I love is, is today you could be the mentee, tomorrow you could be the mentor, hundred percent, or the same day you could be the mentee and the mentor, hundred
4: percent. Yeah. So we set up a code for Creative Mornings. So if you uh, text CM Invest to four seven four seven four seven, you will get uh, information on membership and then how to contact me as well as the model itself so that's a great place Uh, also the website pinkmentornetwork.com and we're on instagram and my name is Stacy Cassio, And the world will know it one day <laughs> Alright, well,
1: when you are ready to run For president, <laughs> let us know I want to be in your press team yeah, No doubt,
2: all. and let me just remind okay, our listeners but no singing, alright guys? No no singing oh, yeah. I don't know, I mean, that could bring down the house <laughs> Wait a minute, we uh, do get you elected Convention <laughs> inaugural ball <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's,
2: that's, I, I'm just going to throw it out there uh, Let me just remind our, our uh, read, uh, listeners That if you, again, weren't in the room And there were so many people that wanted to be there this morning And, and just, we were at capacity and and there were so many people on that list, so. You know, this podcast is meant to be a companion piece to the video. So go to the uh, Creative Mornings Charlotte homepage or, you know, just Google Creative Mornings Charlotte and it'll take you right to our homepage. Click on the talks button and uh, Stacy's talk will uh, pop up there and you can watch that and do it for yourself. And the other 51 previous talks. Exactly. So, so. thanks for the investment that you're making in, in your fellow citizens and in our community. Thank you.
4: Thank you for this time.
1: You earned it. You deserve it. Thank you.
3: Super simple question. How do you invest in creativity?
0: I, we're I, docents at the Mint. That's true. The Mint we're, we're Museum. Part, we're part of it ourselves. We we give free tours and share our love of art with people. Absolutely. I also volunteer for Arts for Life at Levine Children's Hospital, and that's my way to provide art uh, art lessons to pediatric patients and their fam- families and caretakers.
3: How do you invest in creativity?
0: Okay. As a visual artist in Charlotte, I love to teach and encourage others. And then also like to um, make faces seen by doing portraiture. And so I was real privileged to get to do the poster for Invest this month. So I just started teaching other people how to study for tests because you have to be able to use the way that your brain thinks um, creatively to be able to prepare for a test. You can't do that um, the way that I do it because the way that my brain thinks is different from yours so I started teaching other women how to think creatively to be able to pass the test that they need and that's whether it's written or verbal tests wow. um, in their careers. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. And,
3: how, and you said you just started doing that?
0: I did actually um, it's almost a year, about 10 months now oh, okay, cool. that I've started doing that.
3: Are you doing that just by yourself? Do you have an organization? How are you doing? This?
0: I do have an organization but I'm a solopreneur mm-hmm. so I I left corporate. Humor, I've been in human resources for 26 years. I left corporate HR so that I could help mm. other women in their careers. Awesome. Um, I saw that uh, there was a need for people who lacked confidence because they thought that they had to think a certain way. They thought that they had to be a certain way. And I want people to understand that you can think creatively mm-hmm. and uh, embrace your preferences mm. and your creativity to excel and shine. So right. I'm sorry. In my organization is HR Unique equivocally and um so it's it's mostly about hr but definitely about teaching other women how to own their creativity and their thinking style just
3: how do you invest in creativity wow um off the top of my head um being a musician i just try to get back to the music to the groups i'm playing with um whether it's you know church or jazz or uh beach music or just whatever i mean that's kind of you know, that's the first thing that comes yeah. to mind. Cool, that's what we're looking for. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm Sid with Boingo Graphics. We oh, help wonderful. with the printing and our sponsors. Cool, so I appreciate what you're doing. Thank okay,
0: you. um, I invest in creativity through my kids. I have three kids, um, and making sure that they're well-rounded and um, you know, kind of get a taste of all kind of different things sprinkled in there. Um, And now I'm starting to invest in myself for the creativity part because I see so much of theirs and I realized I haven't done that for myself.
3: What are you doing for yourself creatively?
0: Um, I have all the fixings, I guess, of a pottery studio and um, they are kind of buried deep in there. And so I am unburying and digging out and setting up my uh, pottery studio. I invest in creativity by spending my time at spaces like these or spending my money at like people who created something in charlotte that's never been done before like skill pop or different things like that so that's how i invest in creativity
3: awesome that's a wonderful investment we need investments like that to help keep our creative community strong Thank you. Real simple question. How do you invest in creativity? Um, I'm a photographer and I use uh, my photography to um, share out issues in the community that I think as a community we need to invest in, such as affordable housing, educational equity and try to use my photography in those ways and also to show what's beautiful about
1: Charlotte.
3: I
4: work with about 15 teenage girls that we explore how to express yourself mm. in anything from dance to music, to drawing, to photography, to anything that they can create. That's how I'm working with it.
3: Awesome. And are, are you with an organization or just?
4: Nope. I just have a 17 year old daughter and I see her friends that I'm like, you're such great kids. You're being stifled. Stand up for yourself. So it works out really well.
3: That's wonderful, that's uh, that's quite the investment to make.
4: I hope so, it's a little bit selfish because I love to give my daughter the tools to be able, I'm kicking her out of the nest in about six months and I want her to be able to have something to express herself with.
3: How do you invest in creativity?
0: Um, I feel like a lot of it is through Playing for Others, which is a uh, local organization in Charlotte. They um, do service through the
1: arts, working with um, other nonprofits and teens. Um, I feel like a lot
3: of my creative expression is through them. Thanks again to Stacy Cassio for speaking with us. And of course, thank you, the listener, for tuning in to the Biscuit CLT podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of the Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to the Biscuit podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative charlatans can hear about us. Or better yet, just tell them yourself. Call at Texas at 704-835-0193 and leave us a 30-second message with your questions about creativity in the Queen City. That's 704-835-0193, and we'll use the best messages on a future episode of the Biscuit podcast. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to the Biscuit email newsletter. Do that now at biscuitclt.com. The Biscuit Podcast is produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Go. Music by Harvey Cummings.